This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 43. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, this week I have to tell you something that I'm actually kind of embarrassed about. I broke one of my tennis rackets. I didn't really break it, but I definitely cracked the frame. And I wasn't believing I had done that until I was actually using the racket during a match. I was standing at the net and uh, waiting. I was on the receiving side, so my partner was going to be receiving the serve. And I looked at my racket, and I could tell it was kind of bowed, like warped. And I could see exactly where the bow had happened. And I knew because the paint was, was, had flaked off right there that just maybe a week earlier I had been involved in a match where I flubbed a shot, hit it in the net or something, and I distinctly remember I like was sort of down low because it was a volley and I wrapped my racket on the court. I didn't smash it, but I definitely gave it a really good little whack on the court. And I didn't think I had hit it hard enough to do anything. And in fact, I kept playing with that racket and I played with it after that. But there was one day I was feeling like it was a little off and I thought it just needed to be restrung. And then that day I was standing there looking at it. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually cracked my racket. So, what this means for me is new racket. I have two rackets that I play with, and they're both the same. I bought them a couple of years ago, and when I got them, I really went through the whole racket selection process, trying to find the ones that were just right for me. And I've really liked those rackets a lot, but I know that in just the past maybe two or three years, racket technology has changed quite a bit. And so I've decided that since my racket, that model still is like $180, I might as well go through the whole process again, finding the exact racket that I think is best for my game. And since I'm going to do that, I'm going to take you along for that ride also. So what we're going to talk about today is everything you need to know about a tennis racket so that when you're looking, shopping for your own racket, you'll know what the terminology is and you'll better be able to recognize the racket that's going to work for you. And I'll do a couple more follow-up episodes to this one as I work my way through the process. Um, Honestly, it's not as complicated as I'm making it sound, Uh, but there is such a wide variety of rackets out there You want to make sure you get the one that works right for you. And that's not necessarily the one that Rafael Nadal or Serena Williams is playing with. It's the racket that meets your game best. 
So let's get started with that whole discussion of what do you need to know about a tennis racket? Well, when you're, when you're starting out the selection process, the first thing you should know up front is there are three basic types or categories of tennis rackets. And most, um, I guess most manufacturers and retailers use these same categories. You may find different terminology for each of these, but basically if I tell you what the qualities of these different categories are, no matter what terminology you see, you'll go, oh, it's that kind of racket. So let's talk about um, the most, the first category, which is probably the basic category that most people start, start in. Certainly, I will be looking for a racket in this category, um, and I would say beginners, uh, women, um, players who are uh, maybe not as physically imposing, they might start out looking in this category. It's the category of power rackets. So what's a power racket? Um, well, this is the type of racket that a player who has a shorter, more compact swing might use. Um, a player who wants to add power to their strokes or their serves. Um, a player looking for a racket that might have a bigger sweet spot. So therefore, it's a more forgiving racket in the sense of because the sweet spot is bigger, you're going to get less miss hits. And uh, again, players with any type of, um, I hate to call it a physical limitation, but smaller players, um, players of smaller stature, uh, women who maybe don't have, have as much arm or upper body strength, um, those, all those types of players, usually they're going to find the racket that works best for them in the power category. Uh, the second category is the other end of the extreme, and these are control rackets. So these, are, um, these control rackets work best for players who've got long or loopy swing patterns, um, players who are easily able to put pace or power on the ball, uh, whether they're hitting strokes or serves, but they need more control with their uh, racket. Um, these kind of rackets are also great for players who are uh, taller, larger, that, that they don't need as much of a racket because they've got the for example, they've got the upper body strength to add the power. They need something to help them get that power under control, and that would be a control racket. These are also the types of rackets that um, more advanced players use, and certainly players who are pros on the tour are using. Um, if you um, see that Roger Federer is using a certain type of racket, you can bet it's going to have the characteristics of a control racket versus a power racket. The third major category is something that would be called a tweener racket or an in-between racket. And as you might guess, it's something that's in between the power racket 
and the control racket. So um, this is the type of racket that an intermediate player might use. Uh, also, it could be used by a player who's transitioning from a power racket towards a controlled racket. You see a lot of advanced junior players using this type of racket. Players who, um, as juniors, used a junior-sized racket, and now they're moving into an adult-sized racket. So a tweener racket often has the qualities that help them make that transition better. It's also a great racket for a player who wants to put more spin on the ball because of the size and the spring pa string pattern, which we'll talk about those things. Um, this is the, the kind of racket that a lot of players uh, interested in doing that would go towards. So those are the three categories, the power, the tweener, and the control racket. Now, within each of those categories, you're gonna find some characteristics, uh, some variety that frankly, that's what makes every racket different. Uh, so these qualities that we're gonna talk about now, they are common to each of those three main categories, but you'll see um, differences depending on what category of racket you're looking at. At. And the first thing that I would say you need to be aware of, you need to be able to either recognize when you're reading about rackets or talking to a tennis pro or retailer about rackets, is the head size. Head size is important in any racket because head size is what can up the power on a racket, the amount of power you can get from a racket. A larger head size provides more power than a smaller head size, all other things being equal. And in fact, you'll see that some manufacturers have certain models of rackets that everything about the racket in that particular model line will be the same except the head size. It'll increase um, a couple of inches in each of the different styles within that model. The nice thing about a large head size is that it means you have a larger sweet spot. So you have more forgiveness when you mishit the shot. In other words, uh, if you don't hit right in the exact middle of the string bed, the larger sweet spot means you're still gonna get a pretty good shot. So someone like me, who's not a professional and doesn't consider myself um, very good at getting that ball right in the exact center of the string bed of my racket, I like having a larger head size. The trade-off is a larger head size often means less control. So while I may have that larger, more forgiving sweet spot, I might not be able to direct my ball quite as precisely, and so it may be harder for me to place it exactly where I want it. It may be harder for me to hit the angles when I'm hitting volleys because I have this larger head size. Uh, but again, even though I play lots of doubles, and I certainly like to hit the angles and consider that being up at the net and trying to hit those shots is uh, one of the assets in my game. 
I'm still interested in the larger head size because overall I know I would benefit from the power that it provides and also the larger sweet spot will help me with my numerous mishits. So you're going to need to know about head size when you're looking for a racket. And the range here is actually pretty broad. Um, the head size is the area of your string beds. And in these control rackets, especially uh, pro players, the head size may be 85 to 90 square inches, which is pretty small. It can go all the way up to um, 135 square inches. I don't think I've seen anybody playing with 135 square inch head size racket, but it's very common. I think my current racket is 105. I definitely pl see plenty of people uh, with 110, 115 um, head size rackets. And I'm sure I will be looking for something that's at least 105 since that's what I currently have and if I can find something that provides everything else I need in a larger head size I may consider that also and usually you can see um, the head size number uh, if it's your racket you can definitely look at the specifications inside the frame of the racket and you'll see the head size in square inches but a lot of times it's like sort of printed right on there in the paint job on the frame of the racket. So that's why I know some of the rackets I see, I know what the head size is because I can see it on the racket. And you can see that too when you're out playing and you're looking at your your tennis pals and you want to see what they're using. A lot of times you can just glance at their racket and see what their head size is. The next uh, quality that you need to know about rackets is the length of the racket. The uh, legal size for tennis rackets is 27 to 29 inches. And I think 27, maybe 27.5 is the pretty, pretty much the standard that you're going to see out there. However, as you can guess, if you think about it, a longer racket means a longer length for you. So definitely manufacturers are offering longer rackets and um, that's certainly something you might consider. The trade-off here is obviously a little longer racket means a little bit more racket to keep under control and it may add a little bit of weight to your racket too. Um, frankly I'm not looking for a longer racket. I think my current racket is 27 inches and that's just fine. I don't need any more racket out there to try to keep under control. I got enough problems as it is. Um, but that could be something that you're considering and you should look into. And just as with um, certain manufacturers, manufacturers having models that have various head sizes within the same model of racket, you can also find within the same model different lengths of racket. So if you find something you like, you might be able to get it in a 27, 28, 28.5 inch uh, frame uh, or racket length, all other things being exactly equal. Another issue that you need to be aware of is, as I just mentioned, 
the weight and the balance of your racket. Um, racket weights, honestly, it's amazing how light they are considering their size. And this is one of those things that in the last couple of years, manufacturers have gone way, way into the technology of creating materials that are obviously strong enough to withstand uh, the rigors of tennis play and yet also remain incredibly light. And so um, it's really not that difficult to find a light racket anymore uh, that is, um, you know, like I said, up to 135 square inch head size. Uh, The typical weights of rackets range from, I'd say, somewhere between like nine and a half ounces up to 12 to 13 ounces. And um, definitely if you try different people's rackets, if you pick them up, there are times when you'll notice a racket that's discernibly heavier than the one that you you usually play with. Uh, As a woman, And again, as someone who's kind of small and doesn't have a lot of power or upper body strength, I'm definitely looking for a lighter racket. I don't want to tire my arm out any more than necessary. And I can certainly maneuver a lighter racket better, quicker than I can a heavier racket. And if I can move the racket quicker, this is going to help someone like me possibly put more spin on the ball. The nice thing about a heavier racket, as you might imagine, is it's going to help you add more power to the ball. And this is where the concept of balance comes in. Um, Rackets are often described as being completely balanced, being head heavy, being head light. A, A balanced racket is where the weight is distributed as you might guess from the word, uh, along the entire frame of the racket, it's balanced throughout, where a head-heavy racket has the weight more concentrated in the head, the string area of the racket. And And this is done by removing some of the weight from the handle. So imagine a hammer. Uh, you can imagine swinging a hammer and the weight is in the head of the hammer and you're going to get a lot of power when you go to hit a nail with that hammer versus if you were just um, swinging, say, a bar of metal that weighed the same as the whole hammer, but the weight was distributed evenly throughout the bar. You're going to get a heavier, more powerful um, hit with that hammer with the head, the metal head, than you are with the bar of metal that has the weight uh, evenly distributed throughout. So again, talking about someone like me, I'm looking for a more head-heavy racket that I hope will help add some more power to my serve and to my strokes. And at the pro level, I'm told that it's more common for them to use uh, a more balanced racket, but I can also say at the pro level, those guys, they're all customizing their rackets to such an extent with 
things like lead tape. I, I don't even know what they're doing. So for you and me as recreational club level players, you're either looking for a balanced racket or a head heavy racket. And I would say that a lot of the reasons why you might seek a racket with a bigger head size um, also would be the same reasons why you might look for a head heavy racket. Uh, same thing if you're looking for more of a um, control racket with a smaller head size, you might be looking for more of a balanced racket. Okay, so, so far we've talked about the three different types of rackets, power, control, and the tweener racket. Then we've talked about the qualities within each of these categories, head size, length, weight, and balance. And there's two more qualities to be aware of. One, frame stiffness. This is, as you might imagine, how stiff or flexible the frame of the racket is. So if you can imagine when your ball, when a tennis ball hits your racket, if the racket has some flex to it, some bendability, it's going to slightly bend and then spring the ball back out, like trampoline it back out. If the racket is made of a stiff material, it's not as flexible, it won't have as much of this trampoline effect. And having said that, again, it's pretty obvious. A more flexible racket can add more power. A stiffer racket will give you more control. What I would most be concerned about here is not so much the trampoline effect, because I can't believe I'm ever going to hit a ball that hard that the racket is going to flex that much and trampoline the ball back out, but it may be more of a comfort factor or even an injury prevention factor. Um, a flexible racket, and we're just talking very minute amounts of flex here may be a more comfortable racket, may um, help prevent things like tennis elbow where a stiffer racket that doesn't flex on impact um, may be a little, you might feel a little more vibration in your arm. It might transfer that up when the ball hits. Um, honestly, that's not really anything I'm that concerned about. And so I'm not going out of my way to look for a flexible racket. Although I'm guessing the type of racket I've already said I'm looking for, it's probably gonna have a more flexible frame anyways. So the fifth and final quality that you need to be aware of is the string pattern on your racket. An open, less dense string pattern can provide more power to your shots because of the increase of this potential for a trampoline effect, but it also can provide more spin on your shots. And this is because, as I understand it, the ball can, because it deforms the strings more, the strings have more of a bite on the ball or I guess the the ball actually is embedding itself into the string bed more and so there's more of an opportunity to have the strings brush the ball and add spin. I hope that makes sense in my mind it makes sense. So a 
more open string pattern can help you add more spin to your shots. Conversely, a denser string pattern where the strings are closer together or there's actually more strings will result in less spin, more control, um, and it may also uh, last longer since you're not putting as much spin and there's more strings there, your string job may last longer. That may be the quality you're looking for in your racket. Common string bed pattern is um, a 16 by 19, I think, 16 by 18. Although I think I just read somebody had, um, for this year, had a string bed uh, pattern where it was like 18 by 14 or something like that, really wide open. And I was going to go um, see if I could see a racket that looked like that, see how weird it looked. Anyway, to review, these are the things you need to be aware of when you start the process of looking for a new racket. I'll just review them real quick for you. The three types of rackets, the power racket, the control racket, and the tweener racket. Me, I'm gonna be looking for a power racket. And then the five characteristics within those three types of rackets are head size, length, weight and balance of the racket, the stiffness or flex of the frame, and the string pattern. And having said all that, I'm just going to put out there, so I'm going to be looking for the power racket, as I said, with a large to extra large head size, uh, standard length, don't care much about that, head heavy on the weight and balance, light on the weight, head heavy on the balance, um, a flexible frame, although again, like length, that's not that important of a quality for me, and a more open string pattern. Um, so hopefully I can get a little more power and some spin on my shots. Those are the things you need to know to be able to read about or talk about tennis rackets. And I'm going to update you as I go through the process of researching rackets, acquiring some demo models, going through the demo process, and I hope I'm actually going to get to talk to a racket expert. I have a couple of calls out. I think I know someone I'm going to talk to, and that should be very enlightening. So um, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope if you're looking for a tennis racket too, you'll follow along with me and let me know what your process is like, how you're going about finding something, because... Believe me, I would love to hear what anybody thinks is a good racket. And certainly, if I sound like the same kind of player that you are, let me know where you're looking and what you're going to uh, get because I'd love to have some recommendations. I'll have show notes for this episode where you can find everything we've talked about today over on my website. Uh, the link is tennisfixation.com slash quicktips43. And that's where you'll find the show notes about the types of tennis rackets you need to look at, the terminology, as well as a bunch of other tennis tips that can help improve your game. I hope you'll email me with your tennis questions 
or if you have suggestions about what you'd like to hear on tennis quick tips, you can always reach me at kim at tennisfixation.com. All of my contact info, other tennis quick tips episodes, and a ton of other great tennis tips can be found over at tennisfixation.com. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And as always, happy tennis. Happy tennis.